This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to People Talk. People Talk is about getting ahead at work, becoming a leader, establishing your personal brand, and motivating yourself and those around you. Hosted by Angela Hall, who has decades of experience working in the field of human resources, you can expect lively discussions about topics like workplace politics, dealing with difficult employees and clients, creating an inclusive workplace, and jump-starting your career. Here's your host, Angela Hall. Hello, this is Angela Hall. Welcome to another episode of People Talk. People Talk is where we talk about all things related to HR, engaging employees, leadership, careers, work-life balance, and just trying to make it through life, which seems to be harder and harder every day. Um, But we're going to be positive here in People Talk. In this episode, we're going to talk about the um, war, the conflict in Ukraine. Well, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that um, Russia invaded um, um, Ukraine not too long ago, and there have been worldwide implications because of this. So what are some things that, why, you may say, why does this have anything to do with HR? Well, it has a lot to do with HR. So first of all, um, this conflict in Ukraine is causing a lot of employees' anxiety. Um, it's natural that employees are distressed. Matter of fact, it's very interesting. I had a dream last night that that um, Michigan was being invaded, where I live. That was a crazy dream. But I'm sure it's because I was watching things about um, the Ukraine before I went to sleep, right? It is triggering anxiety for employees. Um, you're dis- people are distracted. And they're distracted because, you know, we're already living in a pandemic or which some people are saying is an endemic. Um, We've already gone through a lot of things that are pretty, that we didn't expect over the last couple of years. And so, um, you know, people feel that um, this is just one more thing and it's heaping on anxiety after anxiety. People have not been able to energize and, re- and refresh since we've been living in the slog of the pandemic. Um, some concerns that people may have as far as the Ukraine is not only the, the, the big concern of, hey, what does this mean about where I live and whether that means are we going to go to war? How is this going to affect me? But it could also be you have expats living in Ukraine or in Europe. And how does that affect them? Um, are you going to have to have some type of contingency plan to bring them home? Now, this, this conflict seems to be um, um, kind of uh, uh, just contained in Ukraine, but how about if it spreads out toward other countries? Um, we live in a global society and this has ripple effects, right? Even just the fact of people uh, experiencing higher prices, um, we know that the cost of gas has gone up exponentially um, because of uh, us not using Russian oil um, because of this uh, conflict. And so as a result, um, people, you know, they have that financial stress in addition to already having stress uh, because of financial issues because of the pandemic, either uh, because of job instability, they've lost their jobs, 
uh, costs have already gone up. Inflation has gone up because of this. I was just watching something today on the news that talked about how, um, how food prices are expected to go up more because farmers have more costs related to oil. Um, so those are all types of stressors. So to the extent that employers can do things to help um, reduce this anxiety, for example, advising employees of their EAP plan, uh, plans, the employer coming out and making a statement about the war in uh, Ukraine and how people who are expats or how their business is going to be affected globally and what they anticipate that they will do to try to minimize any type of um, financial harm or more importantly, um, loss of life or injury um, of, you know, of an employee because of this conflict. Another issue that is really um, affected um, you know, employees a lot in HR in the context of uh, this war in Ukraine is that more and more multinational companies have suspended their operations in Russia. So if you're like me in your 50s, you remember the Russia was very like it was closed off, it was secret, you know, we didn't know a lot what was going on. And then the wall came down and, and the Russia was more integrated with the West. And now they have everything there, right? McDonald's, uh, Starbucks, Coca-Cola, all those companies have said that they're going to suspend their operations in uh, Russia following the invasion in Ukraine, right? And so what does that mean for these companies? I mean, um, Russia is not the largest company, the country in the world, but it does um, have a lot of impact in that part of Eastern Europe. So what does that mean for employees? And what does that mean for your business? People may be concerned. Um, so these are things that you need to address with your employees. Something else which employees really need, employers really, really need to think about is the notion of, and I was really kind of almost shocked when this came up, but then I guess nothing should shock me anymore. Um, we've been seeing that there's actually been some discrimination against um, Russian um, um, employees. Um, I read an article recently about um, uh, this in, in SHRM, and it talked about that um, some Russian Americans employees are saying that they are um, feeling discriminated against because of national origin. Uh, origin. One example um, the article talks about is that um, one company in the Midwest allegedly denied a Russian board uh, sales manager, new customer uh, opportunities. And another example was a supervisor in the East Coast marketing firm said that, um, was told that to lessen your Russian accent for a few months, don't sound like you're Russian, particularly in front of top management. Um, so those are some types of things that the type of discrimination that people are feeling. Now, you know as well as I do, I mean, we have no control of whether where we were born um, and who we were born to. And um, of course, this is very um, discriminatory against people who are of Russian or perceived Russian um, background. You know, some people may not, you know, may confuse one accent for another or may think someone is Russian when they aren't. Those, I mean, that's still illegal discrimination um, even if that person's uh, belief of whether the person's Russian or not. 
um, is wrong. And so um, you need to tell employees that, hey, we're not discriminating against people um, because of where they're born. And you need to remind them that, you know, we're not going to have a similar thing going on, like what happened to uh, Muslims and Arabs after 9-11, or what happened to Asian Americans in the early days of the, um, of the uh, pandemic, and which unfortunately may still be continuing. But that doesn't mean that employers uh, should um, try to squelch employees that want to show public support for uh, Ukraine. From just a simply humanitarian point of view, it's heartbreaking. You see the children, you see the babies who are in like makeshift bomb shelters. You see um, situations where um, people are carrying their dogs and cats like in bags on staying in subways. Or this one woman, it was totally heartbreaking because she felt like she couldn't take her um, pet and she had to leave that pet in her apartment. I don't know what I would have done in that situation, um, but the bombs were going off around her, right? So it's from a humanitarian point of view, you can see why employees might want to have a discussion, figure out things, what they can do to even uh, support people um, who are Ukrainian refugees. Uh, in Ukraine or Ukrainian uh, refugees, but still that means, that does not mean that those employees or that employer gets to have um, a free reign and they need to, and people should start discriminating against or being hostile toward people of Russian descent, uh, descent. And you really need to be careful that that does not occur in the workplace. Um, some other things that are, interesting on the HR front about um, Ukrainian um, uh, people. Uh, one of the things is that the US employers are now offering aid to Ukrainian refugees. Um, for example, um, since um, more than 2 million people, really around, around 2 million people have fled um, Ukraine since the Russian troops have come. And um, there are organizations like Amerisource Bergen that is giving grants and reliefs to um, people uh, in Ukraine. There are companies that are sending money there. There are people who are sending um, goods over there. So um, employers may want to help employees ease through that anxiety. Sometimes the most helpless thing that occurs is when you can't do anything, you feel helpless. And sometimes helping, organizing, trying to, to raise money, that can kind of distract people from that, from that anxiety and make them feel that, you know, the sense of an ease that they're having is leading them to make some type of change because it is very, very heartbreaking when you see what's going on. Another thing that is really affecting people is that um, people think about what does this really mean for the economy? You know, the economy is really gone up and down. House prices have gone up. Housing has gone up. Food has gone up. Everything has gone up. And so the extent to which two employers can say, hey, I know this is hard. Um, this is scary. Um, this is a situation where, um, um, you know, you were already in a precarious situation and now we're having all of this going on. 
Um, things that you can do to make employees feel better, town halls, even just things that are little, sending out gift cards, having something where you have team building, something where you can take the tension down a notch or two. Because we've been living like really, really tense in like in this in this huddled, ready, crouching type of position, many of us for the past two years. And now this is something else that's going on. And I follow international news. Um, I'm an avid newspaper reader and magazine reader. I was, um, my mom was a work for Time magazine for 30 years. And that's just kind of something that I already have. Matter of fact, one of the pictures I love of my, when I was a kid, I'm reading a Life magazine, which you know is huge. And my little feet are sticking out because the magazine was so big and all you can see is the top of my head and my feet, but I digress. Um, so, but even someone like me, and I'm not saying I'm the most learned person, but I just say I read, um, you know, we knew that some things were going on in Russia and, and they weren't happy with the situation in Ukraine, but it just came so quickly. And so if it came quickly to me, who's kind of like moderately following things, it must really be, um, a shock to people who don't follow things at all. And like I said, I don't think that like I have any special knowledge or things like that, but um, the, the fact that this has happened in such a precarious time already, um, you know, we need to ease our employees through this. Another thing that um, lastly, that employees and need to do is they need to reach out to their employers if they're feeling stressed, if they need some type of help. And, we, and part of that um, starts with the employer of setting a stage where employee feels comfortable coming forward to say, hey, what do we need? We're feeling anxious. We'd like to start um, 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 a fundraiser. We'd like to gather materials. I saw the sweetest thing in, that happened in Poland um, this past uh, weekend where there were the, all these baby strollers that were there for Ukrainian refugees and they people were donating them because these, these, a lot of these people had just like come pretty much with these babies, these little kids on their backs. And so um, things like that make people feel worthwhile. It gives them a sense of purpose. And we really, really, really need to think about that. So even if you're not in a situation of a multinational who's trying to um, evacuate employees from Ukraine, and there are a lot of organizations that are, are, are doing that, or you're leaving Russia, um, even if you're an employee, uh, an, an employer that only has um, operations basically just in the United States or some other country, um, but not the Ukraine or, or um, Russia, you will have an impact. Um, you can, you will be impacted by this. And the extent to which you can talk to your employees, be transparent, let them know what you're doing, support them and give them an opportunity to voice their concerns and to make a difference will go a long way. So um, with that, I'm gonna end this episode of People Talk. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any questions, comments, a suggestion for an upcoming show, please send me an email at athall at msu.edu. Also, please come, go to our website, Google MSU Andy, A-N-D-I-E Lab, that's MSU A-N-D-I-E Lab, and come to our website. 
What you'll see at the Andy Lab website is our upcoming DEI conf conference, and it's going to be great. We're going to have Jenny Yang, who is the former chairperson of the EEOC and the current director of the OFCCP, being um, a keynote speaker. We'll also have Dr. Hakeem Alusei, who is a, a very famous astrophysicist. He does work with Neil deGrasse Tyson. And if you watch Discovery Channel or the Science Channel, he's all over those uh, science programming. In fact, he was the science director for uh, many years. And so check it out. It's a free conference. It's two days, April 7th and April 8th. Um, and reach out to me if you have any questions. So take care and be well. And join us on the next episode of People Talk. Thanks for listening to another episode of People Talk with Angela Hall. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues and remember to subscribe to our show. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.